Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in the Greenville area of South Carolina. You can find all of my contact information in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. I've had a lot of people reach out to me lately about the podcast for non-real estate need related things as well. Listen, if you reach out to me about the podcast, you will hear back from me regardless because I appreciate all of my listeners. So find my contact information in the show notes. I always recommend uh, that if you email me that you chase that with the text just to make sure my, the email didn't go into my spam. But uh, I promise you, if it didn't go into my spam, you will get a response from me. Um, and just a reminder as always, if you appreciate the show, I would really appreciate it if you guys could uh, leave a comment, leave a like or a review or a rating, um, or most importantly, because this is the one thing you can do in all of the podcast platforms and on YouTube, you can subscribe to the channel. And I would appreciate if you guys would subscribe to the channel or the show um, in, the, in order to make sure that you don't miss future episodes. Um I'm excited about uh, these, uh, well, today's episode, the final episode to close out the year. Um, And in addition to that, I've already got the first episode of 2024 planned out. And I'm really excited. We've we've got some very interesting things to discuss, looking back at the past, looking forward at the future. And uh, these are some things that I like to do as we transition from uh, one year into another. And today I want to look back at the bold predictions that I made last year around this time uh, in 2022. I was looking forward to 2023, and um, I did for the first time ever a bold predictions episode last year. I'm going to be doing another one of those uh, this year as well, or or in uh, maybe not this year, but uh, to the beginning of next year, 2024, right? Um, but in uh, the end of 2022 into 2023, I made uh, 10 bold predictions for the year 2023, and I want to hold myself accountable. And I also want to pat myself on the back for the things that I got right. Um, But I will be honest about the things that I got wrong. I want to look back at those bold predictions and see what I got right and what I got wrong. Um, Now, of course, when I came up with the predictions that I did, they weren't just dart throws. I wasn't just, you know, tossing stuff out there that was just completely just nonsense that I just made up. Um, All my predictions were educated guesses based on the data that I was looking at, as well as based on analysis from other quote-unquote experts, whether they were housing experts, economic experts, whatever the case may be. Um, So now, looking back at what I got right or wrong, it's not just a fun exercise and seeing how good I am at predicting the future because I'm not very good at that. Um, but it does tell us a lot of interesting things. And I'm not necessarily going to get into this so much in this show, but I think if you really think about it, if you want to think about it, uh, the bold predictions that I made and that other people made a year ago um, and which aspects of those things uh, people got right or people got wrong really tells you a lot about what people were thinking a year ago and how much things have changed course, now we've got multiple wars going on, crazy economic conditions, uh, constant chaos in the news, an upcoming presidential election. Um, It's just really easy to forget what things were like 
a year ago. So I think that this is just a helpful exercise, keeps me accountable, but also just kind of reminds us of what the world was like, particularly the world of real estate, particularly if you want to get really specific, because I always tell you guys this, this is a Greenville real estate podcast. I don't make predictions, generally speaking, about the non-Greenville market just as a whole, because I am only an expert in this market. I don't pretend to know what's happening in Austin or San Diego or some of those other markets. Uh, but it's helpful to to go back and think about, okay, what were the what were people generally thinking was going to happen a year ago? What was I generally thinking was going to happen a year ago? And to reverse engineer um, kind of what went right and what went wrong. So we're just going to start. I'm just going to run through the 10 bold predictions, what I got right, what I got wrong, and just give a few thoughts on each. So number one, brutal. <laughs> I'm just going to start off and say that this might be the worst one out of all of them. Um, number one, I said that mortgage rates would hit low or mid fives at some point in the year. That was by far, you look at this list, in my opinion, the worst prediction. Obviously, we did not have that happen. We didn't even come close to that happening. Um, it Mortgage rates spent the majority of the year here. Let's, let's go back. Um, they, I'm looking at Mortgage News Daily here. Um, in January, they were in the low sixes. And Again, I didn't just make up this this number. This wasn't just something, you know, I wasn't just trying to manifest low uh, mortgage rates or anything like that. There are a lot of analysts and experts that were predicting that uh, that the Fed would ease off the, uh, the quantitative uh, tightening that they were doing, uh, but instead things got tightened even more and even more and even more. And now I'm recording this, um, a week before I'm going to release this. I'm recording this on December the 14th. Why am I doing that? Because I have time. I I have like a free hour today uh, where I can do this. And so I'm taking advantage of this. But I don't know exactly what's going to happen a week from now because it's a very volatile market. But as I'm recording this, the, uh, the mortgage rates the past 24 to 48 hours has really gone bonkers. We were uh, earlier this week we were well above 7% in terms of the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. As I'm recording this, right at this moment on Mortgage News Daily, we are at 6.62%. We have dropped half a percentage point in basically no time, in basically 48 hours. That is absolutely insane. We haven't seen a drop like this or really any movement like this, this dramatic in this short of a a period of time. Um, So... I just want to make sure that you guys know that I am aware of that. I don't know what rates are going to be like when I actually uh, release this episode. I can only speak to what they are right at this moment. But regardless, they never came close to uh, the mid fives. I mean, that just never even happened, um, let alone the low fives. Um, So I was simply wrong. The Fed was much more aggressive in terms of what they did this year than I thought that they were going to be. I thought that they would, uh, you know, raise rates a little bit and then kind of wait and see and then probably drop rates. Uh, that did not happen, obviously, and probably for good reason. Um, that, now, I, I might have uh, tapered off. I, I may have paused sooner than the Fed did. 
but generally speaking, the inflation fight, um, it, it probably was necessary to do what they did. I'm not a big fan of the Fed. I think that they kind of contributed to this problem that we have um, in, in a lot of ways. They may have even been the number one contributor to uh, the inflation problem. You could you could make that argument. Obviously, we have a lot of uh, things that happened during the pandemic that certainly uh, that fueled a lot of the high inflation. Can't blame the Fed for the pandemic. Um, but regardless, uh, the Fed raised rates. We were just a few weeks ago about to crest 8%. We briefly hit 8%. Then it dropped down into the high sevens. And now we're in the mid sixes. So this is just an insane volatility. We've seen mortgage rates drop by basically one and a half points in the past, let's see here, that was October 19th. The past two months, we've seen mortgage rates go up and then down almost a point and a half. So that's crazy. I was wrong. I'll admit it. Um, I'm going to make another bold prediction about mortgage rates uh, once I come out with my 2024 bold predictions episode. So you'll have to wait and see. Uh, But clearly, that was more difficult to predict than I thought it was going to be. Number two. My number two bold prediction was that the U.S. would experience a mild recession resulting in closings being down 10 to 15% year on year. Um, I'm going to give myself half credit for this. The U.S. did not experience a mild recession. I guess maybe you could, some people with some of their data might argue that it did. I personally agree with the Fed that uh, that the economic data is not signaling that we're in a recession. We've not seen the unemployment numbers or the job loss numbers or uh, the wage numbers that, that, in my opinion, you would expect to see in a recession. I think the economy is still doing pretty good overall. Um, so I was wrong on that point. But regarding closings being down 10 to 15% year on year, um, that has tracked really, really well. I believe the last I checked, closings were down 11% year on year. I don't yet have the data from the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors with regard to what happened the month of November. Um, and we certainly won't have December's numbers for over a month, uh, most likely. So I can't say definitively that I was right on the second part of this prediction, but at the moment, it's looking pretty good. I think that for the purposes of this show, I can say I got it half right. There was no broader economic recession, but the housing recession that we've been in now for over a year continued with the result of roughly an 11% decrease in closings, which is right in line with my 10 to 15% prediction that I made. Um, I predicted that median home prices would stabilize, but would not go down. Now, I didn't specify if they would go down uh, in one month or another year on year or anything like that. But generally speaking, again, I was right on this point. Uh, We talked about this recently. Actually, let me pull up. I'm I'm not going to uh, screen share this with you guys, but I'm just going to go ahead and pull up for my own benefit the the, uh, Greater Greenville Association of Realtors market stats that was produced last time. Yeah, I'm going back. And and yes, as I said before, the closed sales were down 11.2% year on year as of that number. Uh, So we're good to go on that. With regard to the median sales price at the moment for for the past 12 months now this bleeds a little bit into 2022 we had a 0.3 we had a 3.3% increase the past 12 months um, but we only had one month 
where we had a year-on-year decline. Uh, so it's pretty safe to say that for the year, depending on how you, you can look at this a few different ways, um, but long story short, my prediction that the median home prices would stabilize but not go down, that's exactly what happened. Most months of the year, we saw numbers that were, oh, let me take a look at this. We saw uh, January, the median sale, uh, median price was up 6.8% year on year. February, up 0.2% year on year. March, 1.7% year on year. April, 1.6%. May, that was our one negative month, negative 0.6% year on year. And then it went back into the positives. June, 2.7%. July, 0.8%. August, 0.9%. September, 1.6%. And then as we've already discussed, the month of October had a whopping 7.7% increase year on year uh, in terms of the median sales price. So prices did not go down. They did stabilize. Um, and that October print, I think was probably, we might find that that was a little bit of an anomaly, that 7.7% increase year on year. Uh, but regardless, we're not seeing the gains that we were seeing uh, in 2020 and 2021 and the first half of 2022. Um, things slowed down, but they but prices did not go down. Slowing down is not the same as going down, as I've said many, many times on this podcast. Um Bold prediction number four from last year. I said that the average home price at some point would see a uh, year-on-year decrease. Okay, so I said at some point that we would see a year-on-year decrease. Um, This was a different prediction than the one I made for the median home price. Remember, the median is the middle number in a set of numbers. Uh, We look at the median more than the average when it comes to looking at home sale prices. Because averages are skewed by, you know, when you get a, a month where there's like five $3 million homes that sell in a market like Greenville that doesn't have a lot of $3 million, $4 million, $5 million homes, you get a few of those, and that completely skews the average, uh, but it does not skew the median. So I like to look at the median um, in terms of like actually determining what the market is doing. The average home price is still interesting, but I don't look at it from a year-on-year standpoint quite as much, and I don't look at it from a, I don't look at it to be super helpful, but I did predict that at some point there would be a year-on-year decrease, and there was. There was one, <laughs> I'm going to pat myself on the back for this one, there was one month where we saw a year-on-year decrease, and that counts because I wasn't predicting for the year that we would see a year-on-year decrease, uh, as I was predicting the median home price uh, would not have a decrease for the year. But for the average, I said there would be a decrease, a print that showed a decrease. And that was the month of March. There was a negative 1.3% print for the average sales price for the month of March. Um, So I barely got that one, but I got it. Uh, Bold prediction number five, I said national foreclosure rates would remain at all time lows. Again, I nailed this one. This is honestly a very easy one to predict. I I can't take a lot of credit for this. Uh, But I will say, here's the interesting thing, right? Um, Pretty much every analyst out there would have predicted this. But if you go on Twitter, if you go on Facebook, if you go on Reddit, social media, people keep saying foreclosure rates are going to skyrocket. We're going to see suddenly 20 30% increases in inventory because of all these foreclosures. So even though, to me, it's very obvious 
that foreclosure rates would have remained at all-time lows for 2023. There were so many people predicting that that wouldn't happen. There's a a very well-known Twitter account called um, Unusual Whales that tracks economic data. I I think that's what it's called, Unusual Whales. Um, I don't follow them because I don't like what they say about housing. They're always publishing this data that's just not accurate, and I'm always looking for accurate data. One thing that they like to say is, is, all these foreclosures are going to happen. There's going to be all these foreclosures. It hasn't happened. And, um, you know, I'll wait until my uh, 2024 bold predictions episode to discuss what I think is going to happen in the future. Uh, but needless to say, this was an easy one. It was never going to happen in 2023. Um, at some point, we will see foreclosure rates normalize, but they are still very, very low, near all-time lows. Uh, bold prediction number six, I said that Greenville will see its first increase in housing affordability since 2011, and my logic for that was that I saw a combination of things happening. Interest rates coming down, oops, uh, that didn't happen. Um, I saw, now it's happened recently, um, like I said, just the past 48 hours, but prior to that, we hadn't really seen a whole lot of that. Um, I, I thought appreciation would slow. That has happened. We have seen much slower appreciation. And I thought pay raises would jump. Well, we have seen that happen. So um, my logic was correct. Uh, you know, two two out of three aspects of my logic was correct. But the, uh, the mortgage rates did not come down enough uh, in order to influence this. And if we're judging this just based on the housing affordability index, that the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors publishes every month. We are nowhere near seeing a uh, an affordability increase for the year of 2023. As of October, our housing affordability index was 79 out of 100, or, or, or I should say 79, with 100 being kind of where we would like to be, um, as opposed to January when it was 96. So um, there would have to be something incredible to happen um, in for the remainder of this year for us to see housing affordability jump up above that January number. It's just not going to happen. Um, so I have to take the L on this one. I also have to take the L on bold prediction number seven. I said that Greenville Realtor turnover would exceed 50%. Now, I wasn't sure how to measure this, and I'm still not sure how to measure this. I've reached out to some people. There's not a super great way to measure this. But what I do know is that we have roughly um, the membership rates in uh, the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors has gone down somewhere around like 5%, something like that. Nowhere near 50%. Now, how many of that was, how much more turnover was there? That's just telling me how many, how, how uh, many fewer realtors there are versus what there were last year. That doesn't tell me how much turnover there is. I just don't think that that we're anywhere near 50% turnover, right? We probably saw something like 25% when, you know, if you really factor in everything, I know a lot of people that have gotten into real estate this year that have kind of offset some of the realtors that have left. Even 25% might be a bit high. Needless to say, nowhere near 50%. I was wrong. That's not something that I normally track. And so... um, I will take the L on that one. I made a guess on something that I am not an expert at. That was more of a vibes thing for me. I thought we'd see a bunch of realtors leave. Um, and we haven't seen as many as I really thought we would. So that's interesting. Uh, where I think maybe we have seen that kind of turnover might be in the mortgage lending business. Um, particularly people, 
lenders that were like refinance specialists, like where has their business gone? Uh, completely out the window. There, nobody is refinancing right now. Nobody's doing equity lines of credit. People that specialize in those types of, of, uh, of parts of, of mortgage lending are, you know, either out of the business or having to do something else. Generally speaking, some kind of a side job. Uh, realtors, on the other hand, even though we've lost a lot of business, there's not been enough for uh, 50% turnover. So I was wrong on that. Uh, bold prediction number eight. Total inventory will stay below pre-pandemic levels. Months supply may temporarily go above pre-pandemic levels. Um, well, guess what? I was right. Total inventory definitely stayed below pre-pandemic levels. Um, and I said month supply may temporarily go uh, above pre-pandemic levels, but even that didn't happen. Even month supply stayed below. So inventory as a whole is still very much below pre-pandemic levels. Um, that's not Super shocking. Again, if you listen to the show a lot, you should know that I've been saying for a long time that that's what was going to happen. There's a lot of markers in the data that would indicate that. But again, if you go on social media, you'll see all these doomers out there saying that inventory is going to skyrocket, prices are going to go down, foreclosures are going to go through the roof, all these things. And uh, that's just not in the data. It was very easy to predict that inventory would remain very, very low because there are a lot of things happening in the housing market suppressing that inventory right now, whether it's the high interest rates causing people to be locked in. You'll hear people talk about the lock-in effect. That's what's happening. People can't move because they're locked into their cushy 3% rate, um, among other things. There's a whole lot of other reasons for that. Um, and this is something that's not going to change anytime soon. We may see inventory get back up to pretty close to pre-pandemic levels. I mean, it's been trending in that direction, um, but it's still going to remain pretty low until mortgage rates come down a lot more than they already have. Bold prediction number nine. I said, days on market until sale will reach the highest point since 2016. Um, and for that to happen, we would have needed, because I got this one wrong as well, we would have needed to see days on market come in around 70. And uh, that was looking good at the beginning of the year. Let me pull up that data real quick. At the beginning of the year, days on market made a big jump from January, where it was 49 days on market until sale. It jumped all the way up to 57 in February. And so it was like, when I saw that, I was like, ooh, I'm going to nail this prediction. We're going to be in days on market in the 70s in no time. But what happened was it crested in March. It hit 58 in March, and then it went down to 54, then to 44, then 39, 38, and now it's been hovering in the low 40s. So we are nowhere near this happening. And I've discussed why uh, recently a few times. Days on market is, we have to think of it differently now than what we thought about it back before COVID. Back before COVID, uh, we generally experienced longer days on market just in general. That was just a part of what happened. Things just took longer to sell. But now, if things are on the market for two months right now, to sellers, that feels like an absolute eternity. Sellers are not willing to wait that long, and and they get uh, trigger uh, trigger happy. They don't. They want to start reducing prices. 
They want to, you know, it, and remember, if they're selling, right, in this economy, uh, to use that cliche, if they're selling in this economy and basically moving into a place where they're going to have to accept a six and a half now to 7% uh, mortgage rate, they have to have a pretty compelling reason to move. And a lot of these sellers are pretty motivated. Like they do have a compelling reason to move. They can't just wait two, three, four months. And so if they don't sell right away, they're they're getting aggressive with price reductions and things of that nature. Or um, as I've seen in a few instances, they're, they're not selling and they're not reducing their prices and they're just gonna languish on the market. And guess what? Those homes languishing on the market, they don't show up in this data until they actually sell. So there are some homes that have been sitting on the market for uh, six months, a year. I've seen some over a year. Those are not being; those will not be reflected in this data until they actually sell. Um, so right now, the days on market is much lower than I predicted it would be. Um, so that is one that um, now I understand better that the dynamics are just different um, than they were pre-pandemic. We can't expect things at least the way the current landscape is, we can't expect to see things go back to pre-pandemic norms. Honestly, I don't know that we'll see that happen for a very, very long time. Um, so that'll be something to track for sure. Number 10, cheap fixer uppers will appear again as people reset their expectations. Um, I'm going to say I was right on this one. And I don't have any great data. I, I could have probably come up with data for this. Um, but I know because I look at every home that comes on the market every single day in Greenville MLS, I know that we're seeing a lot more cheap fixer uppers than we had in uh, the previous years. It basically looks like it did in 2019. We've we've gone back to normal. What it is is people just can't afford fixer uppers. And the yeah, the prices are still, you know, pretty reasonable, you know, relatively speaking. But and it, the margins aren't there for investors either, right? If you're an investor, your cost of capital is very high right now. Um, your the market, even though it's a seller's market, it's still a very slow seller's market. So you don't want to get stuck with a property in your portfolio that you can't sell if you're trying to flip something. The numbers for rentals aren't you know as good as they have been in other markets as well. Prices haven't come down enough, uh, you know, on these cheaper properties for that to be a big impact. So there's just all of these things uh, going on impacting fixer uppers, but they are appearing. We are seeing them. There are way more cheap fixer uppers now. Um, like I could just pull it right now. I could pull up Greenville MLS and show you how many cheap fixer uppers there are right now uh, that are on the market. There's a ton of them. And in 2021, there were none of them. There, it was basically zero. Let me, let me do it for those of you on YouTube, it was zero, um, and the and what was crazy back then when things were so intense is that pe people that were looking to purchase a home, a lot of them were forced into, uh, you know, as soon as a fixer upper came on the market, that was like a reasonable price point. If it was a cosmetic fixer upper, you know, had awful kitchen, shag carpet, you know, ugly wood paneling, all of these things, people. Uh, that weren't investors, that were potential owner-occupants, were having to purchase these types of properties uh, just because there was nothing else that they could afford. Well, all of that has changed 
now people have a lot more options because inventory, even though it's still fairly low, it's way higher than it was a couple of years ago. Um, and so you get a property that needs work, comes on the market. Uh, it The price has to be really, really attractive for people to jump on it. And owner occupants aren't. They are not jumping on these properties. Your best bet is for an investor to do that, but it has to be a really, really reasonably priced property for an investor to even consider it. Um, and so that's uh, that's where we're at right now. We're having a lot of these fixer-uppers. People are overpricing them, um, but they're still the cheapest thing on the market, right? But they're not cheap enough to make sense for uh, for most home buyers that are out there in this high mortgage rate um, and uncertain economic time. Um, so I, I got that one right. So let's see here. I got uh, number one. Mortgage rates will hit lower mid fives at some point in the year. That was wrong. Okay, so I got that one wrong. U.S. will experience a mild recession. Oh, oh, uh, interesting. So I'm <laughs> I'm on Zoom <laughs> uh, for my video, and I held my thumb up, and it gave me a little thumbs up uh, bubble. I have I did not know that, that was a thing. So that's cool. All right. So number one, I got wrong. Number two, U.S. will experience a mild recession resulting in, in closings being down 10 to 15%. Half right, half wrong. Median home prices will stabilize but will not go, go down. Uh, that one I got completely right, okay? Average home prices will at some point see a year-on-year -year decrease. Yes, I got that one right. Foreclosure rates will stay at all-time lows. I got that one right. Greenville will see its first increase in housing affordability since 2011. I got that one wrong. Um... Greenville Realtor, let's see here. Greenville Realtor turnover will exceed 50%. I got that one incorrect. Um, total inventory will stay below pre-pandemic levels. I got that one right. Days on market will reach the highest points since 2016. I got that one wrong. And cheap fixer uppers will appear once again. I got that one right. Uh, so half and half. Maybe if you if you give me half credit for being right for the closings being down 10 to 15%, you could say I got five and a half out of the 10 bold predictions right if you want to be generous with me if you if you're not a very generous person because you're the Grinch or Scrooge or whatever you uh, whatever type of uh, of mean character you are then you can just say I got half of these right half of these wrong and uh, we can just kind of settle at that point so I hope you guys enjoyed that bold predictions for 2024 will be coming out early January so I look forward to that episode um, I've already got a tentative, 10 bold predictions written out. Um, I might tweak these as I mold this over in the next few weeks, but we'll see. Uh, because I will be recording this well be before uh, the beginning of the new year. I'll probably be recording that episode next week. Um, so we will see next week being uh, the week right before Christmas. Um, so we'll see You know, if anything happens between now and then that makes me tweak any of my bold predictions we'll see i take it very seriously i put a lot of thought into this there's a lot of analysis that goes behind this i'm not just like i said throwing darts at a dartboard i am actually trying to provide useful data for you guys because i appreciate you guys my listeners um next week by the way is episode 200 Two hundred for the Selling Greenville podcast, and I'm gonna have something special. I'm still working out the details. There will be something special for episode two hundred, so do not miss it. You will not want to miss it. I promise you. So, thank you guys, my listeners. 
uh, for listening all the time. I really appreciate you guys. Um, if you're listening and you've not subscribed or liked or commented or anything like that, please make sure you do that. My contact information is in the show notes if you need a Greenville Realtor. And until then, let's go to all of my favorite teams. Oh, by the way, I should mention real quick, I am a New York Giants fan. If you're a football fan, I just want to say go Tommy Cutlets. That's a little uh, a little Easter egg for you football fans. Uh, and uh, anyway, I'm getting way off the rails here. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk again next time.